Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. We are so glad you're here with us. Um, I'm Pastor Jen Rood. I'm the university pastor at Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington. And as part of a three-part series on Epiphany, which we'll get to what that is in a minute, I'm joined today by two fantastic recent PLU graduates from May 2020. Sam and Krista, welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, Sam and Krista were both very involved in campus ministry during their time at PLU. And Krista and I were first years together. Um, Krista was an incoming student and I was just beginning my first year as pastor of PLU. So we kind of went the whole journey together. So Krista and Sam, can you each share a little bit about where you're zooming in from and what you're doing in your post-grad life? Krista, why don't you start us off? Sure, I'd love to. I'm, I'm zooming you from Hope Lutheran Church in my office uh, in Fresno, California. I am the director of children's ministries here at Hope, and um, that job has changed dramatically from when I was offered the position in March. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. actually, um, call, they called to um, uh, ask me, you know, offer me the job, I, truly the second week of March, and we really didn't know, but they, but they said, we want to offer you the job. Um, I, as I was finishing Capstone, I got to know the children and families I was working with over Zoom, um, presuming that the summer meant summer camp and um, I got I needed to get to know them. And, you know, it's just been lots of Zooming and uh, Google Hangouts and hanging out with them online. Um, yeah. But I work with uh, kids three to 18 and I uh, am their teacher and their mentor and their their friend and uh yeah so at hope i i i'm all about children's ministry and kids and and being there for them and i also work with our preschool here um oh. and i and direct i'm supposed to direct chapel we we haven't had chapel but um have faith opportunities for for the kids at our preschool so yeah, that's, that's. Oh, I love it, Krista. Thanks for sharing a little bit about that. It really is the little tiny ones through like adolescence and yeah. yeah. And thinking back to March when you were offered this position, when we maybe thought, oh, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Little did we know. Sam, how about you? Where are you zooming in from and what is going on with you post-grad life? Yeah, I'm zooming in from Phoenix, Arizona in my office at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Phoenix. Um, I'm the director of youth and daily ministry here. So I work with youths age six through 12th grade. Um, I've been working a lot on like my personal and professional development. So it's like my first year living on my own, um, living with four college students that go to Arizona State University. Oh. So it's been very lively, a much different <laughs> environment. So um, being an RA living on my own last year to having four roommates has been quite quite a change so um yeah just living life in a place I've never never been to so I took the job without ever being in Arizona um so like a really good natural fit and it's been a year of challenges but also a year of blessings and um so while when Krista kind of started before COVID I kind of got hired like well like kind of in the like summertime and I there was hope that maybe that this would go away or things would get kind of like figured out or we'd be vaccinated by now so it's kind of been like living into an entire year of like creativity so like um 
my degree at PLU was in communication and like marketing communication and um, like multimedia stuff. So it's been really fun and exciting to figure out how to make ministry and media kind of collide. And it's been a year of trying to figure out how to um, make things happen online and fun. So yeah, yeah definitely. Sam, you are super creative. I saw on um, social media, the song um, was based on a Hamilton song that you wrote about Jesus. Like it was so creative. So I love what you both are doing. So thanks for being here. So we're doing this three-part series on Epiphany, which is the church season that comes after Christmas. And the word epiphany, for people who want to nerd out about this, is from the Greek word epiphania, right? Um, which means shining forth, manifestation, or revelation. So epiphany is really the season that celebrates the many ways that God reveals God's self in our world. And it's about illumination and discovery, this revelation. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk with some of our PLU students and our alums um, about epiphany in connection particularly with the global pandemic, um, the beginning of a new year, political polarization, and then your um, individual lives. So that's kind of the backdrop for our conversation. So here we are starting in 2021, like we were just mentioning, it's been almost a year in the midst of this global pandemic, an amplified season of racial violence and political polarization and violence. Um, folks have been talking a lot about what is being revealed to us during this time. Maybe things that we couldn't or we didn't see before. So I'm wondering from each of you, what has been revealed to you in this time? Maybe both in terms of your individual self, but also on a bigger kind of community level. What's been revealed to you? So to start kind of on an individual level, um, I think about how much of my world or how much of our reality is like shaped by our phone and our phone usage. I was really thinking a lot about this during my time at Holden Village. So like this time last year, I got to do a J-term study away trip um, at Holden Village. And before I had left for that trip, um, I was using my phone for seven or eight hours a day. And that was like really scary to me. I was like, are you kidding me? I spend this much time on my phone. And then being at Holden Village where there's no Wi-Fi and we can't really use our phone, I went from eight hours a day to like squat zero. And I was really proud of that. Obviously, that wasn't sustainable going forward, but I was really excited that I had like kind of crushed that barrier in my life. And then COVID hit and it was like everyone, like all that went out the window, like one year, one year out the other, like all that knowledge I was so proud of like gaining in January, like kind of disappeared. And like, now I'm back to almost eight or nine hours a day. And I don't feel as disgusted about that as I like used to. I feel like kind of now it's like, we are, so this is how we are staying connected. This is how we are staying informed. This is how we're like, like, so, I mean, it's revealing greater things. So like, I'm not, I'm not someone who's exper like experiencing um, prejudice at my house, but I'm, I'm being, I'm sh seeing ways that a lot of, um, a lot of different ways that injustice of the world. And I'm like seeing that through my screen. So I'm just talking about like how much of my world is just in my hands. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of more on an individual level is kind of, that's my first initial thought with that question. Mm -hmm. And the amount of information that kind of comes into us, right. That that's being revealed to us constantly. Like you mentioned, it's not just like the olden days of like, I'm going to watch one hour of news in the evening. It's just like constant bombardment. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast. Um, oh, which one was it? I it was like a added bonus of NPRs on what's the I can look at 
up first Mm -hmm. and they had like how to talk to kids about um news and scary news you know um and how like we're just bombarded like more than ever like the tv in like half of households with kids um who are six or under that's interesting to me because like I work with kids now (laughs) kids now um the tv's on like all like most of the day or something like that or my mom she loves the news and getting updates ASAP and she'll like call me to ask me about things she'll have like different NPR stations on like the Hawaii one in one room of our house and then on her Alexa she'll have like the local one anyways but yeah it's even if you're not getting it on like your phone on like Twitter or like Facebook you're hearing it a lot (laughs) yeah um in a completely different realm something that has been revealed to me this year is actually something that um I learned in Yukong last April um and uh don't you tell folks what that is so Yukong is the university congregation at Pacific Lutheran and um we would meet on Sunday nights at six o'clock pretty much every Sunday in the semester. And uh, then afterwards, you know, after an hour of worship, we get together and have, have dinner together. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we, uh, we went online and it was really, it was a meaningful way to, to end my time at PLU. I'm really glad we had that, but I, am not so good at listening to online church. I like, I even record it um, for my church and for our kids. I help record, (laughs) but unless I have like a notebook in front of me and I'm on my computer, I can't like retain the information as well, probably because I'm on it so much, but um, I have my journal out from that Sunday. And I was looking back when you used when you sent me these questions before. And there's a quote we talked about on Palm Sunday, which is comparison is the thief of joy from Mm -hmm. Theodore Roosevelt. And about that time, I was grieving so many things. Um, And I think it was okay. Like I was grieving that we had just found out we couldn't have our graduate, our in-person graduation. I wasn't gonna have like my awards ceremony for the religion department. Um, and so many other different events and club things that didn't happen. And so I was like comparing every day I would be like, well, this would have been the day I would have gotten to do this for the last time or something. So hearing that and talking about that with the other students in Yukong was really helpful. And that's been an outlook that I've, I've truly, um, been able to see, um, every day since, because, you know, we cannot just keep I personally cannot just keep, you know, um, comparing what my life should be like to what it is right now, because it is really heavy. So I just have to keep looking forward and just keep um, praising and keep being thankful for where I am. And so that's, that's been an outlook that's really helped me. Mm, That's helpful. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there is like a grieving process. (laughs) And then part of grief is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And then sort of learning to live a new way. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking about sort of post-pandemic, like whenever we get there, we're kind of going to need to, I think we're all going to need to sort of look around and be like, what is our life now? What What is our world now? Like, it's going to be different enough that I think we're going to have to um, 
we're going to have to rediscover or, or let the world reveal itself to us in a new way. Cause it's, there is no just sort of going back. Um, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, I think that question was asked a lot when the pandemic first initially hit too. I know so many people kind of just had to like question everything and reevaluate like why we do so many of the things that we currently do. I mean, I hear a lot of stories about how the pandemic has negatively impacted people and plans and businesses, but I've also heard a lot of positive stories that this was kind of maybe like the realization or the pause that they needed to reevaluate like, oh, this job I have isn't what I wasn't what I need. Oh, I could I could have worked from home this entire time. There's a lot of these like kind of self-realizations that people are like, this partner is I don't I'm not in love with this person anymore. Like there there was some of these huge like in a world full of so many distractions, I feel like it like we paused and kind of reevaluated like why we are where we are. And I think that's gonna happen again, hopefully in this year or next year, where we kind of figure out, okay, what what do we go back to? What do we keep? So Yeah. And what do we not keep? Oh, absolutely, Sam. I think that is true that we all kind of looked around and reevaluated um, and maybe decided we could make some new decisions and and we'll need to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of folks just on that as well have discovered how just how permanent life is and like the ways they were living just before the pandemic uh, were not the permanent way they wanted to to stay. Yeah. That's another thing that I've been thinking about like um I've had a lot of changes in the last a year from like, you know, I moved, I graduated and I got a job real quick um, and lots of other little things and life is, and I've learned so it's been like reinforced that life is so permanent and we need to make design changes in our life that we really love and that like support us and other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you both. Um, so you're both PLU grads, of course, and college is really a time of discovery, of new ideas, of stretching your mind and heart. I mean, I even think about when I, Krista, I met you longer ago, but Sam, even when I met you, like how much your ideas have grown, even just in the short time I've known you. Um, and so we think about college as really this time of reflection, um, of having those sort of aha moments, those epiphany moments. So I'm wondering what's one epiphany kind of like, again, like a revelation or an aha moment that you had in your time at PLU, um, maybe in your classes or about yourself. What's an epiphany you had at PLU? So one epiphany I had was the uh, poetry of Jan Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but uh, go check her out, everybody who's watching. Uh, Pastor Jen and I share love of uh, Jan Richardson's poetry but um on a more serious note um and kind of on a related note um something that really struck me in in college was understand having an understanding of the wellness wheel I don't know if you guys know what that is so it's um like a physical I actually also have that in my journal it's like a physical wheel and there's different sections of your wellness like um, like work or in intellectual, spiritual, emotional, I have a list, physical, financial, social, environmental. And um, prior to seeing that wheel, and I think I saw it for the first time um, when I was a counselor at Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp, and we talked about like taking care of ourselves because that's so you don't get burnout being a counselor. Um, I think that was the first time I saw it, and I definitely saw it another time at a campus ministry retreat. 
Um, but prior to that, I saw my wellness and like even my identity only in academics and like how I looked. And so this wellness wheel, um, and it's not just like the wheel, but that kind of philosophy really helped me understand um, like who I was more and who I was, was multifaceted, had many different parts. Um, and it wasn't just how I, how I look or um, what grades I get. And so understanding that was really helpful because even when I was, when I was happy with how I looked or I was really happy with my grades, I didn't feel fulfilled and I didn't understand why I thought there was something wrong with me, but it was probably because there was something lacking in another part of my life or something I needed to work on in another part of my life. And so having like that kind of, um, integrated into my life as a young adult was super helpful and I'm still figuring it out. I'm not so good, you know, fresh out of college on like the financial part or I don't know the social part even during COVID but there's other places and I try to make sure I like don't I'm not extremely lacking in any of them and, and that I think that has helped me so much as a person um, uh, ever since I saw it. Yeah you're really talking about like holistic living right thinking yeah, about ourselves yeah. holistically which actually this wasn't even a plant is one of the tenets of Lutheran higher education is this idea that education is really about the whole person. It's not just about your mind, right? Yeah. But it's about like all of the parts that you mentioned. And so really attending to that um, so that we can live as whole people. Oh, I love that, Krista. Thank you. Yeah. Sam, Sam how about you? What's an epiphany you had in your time at PLU? Many epiphanies at PLU for sure. One of the biggest ones I think I learned and continue to learn is that like, life doesn't magically change once you reach a certain goal. So like, I'm a transfer student. So I was really excited to come to PLU. And I had like, I told myself, like, once I'm at PLU, my life's gonna change for the better. And in a lot of ways, it really did. But I think like, the second day, like my second day at PLU, like, a lot of that initial fun orientation stuff stopped. And that like, I was still just myself and on a couch trying to kill time. And I, and like, so while these things made my life better, it wasn't like this magical change. And I, I still feel like I felt that way in this past year with my new job. Like, oh, I graduated, but once I get this job, my life's gonna be so much better. And then I got the job and I'm like, oh, my life's still kind of, I'm still the same person. I'm still Sam. I still have the same thoughts. I go to bed. Like at the end of the day, it's still me there. So it's like, that's where, I, where I'm starting to find like meaning and purpose and like daily practices. So my mom is someone who's been really great at this. Um, so she's been like meditating for four or five hours a day and is like finding meaning in that very thing, like in that, in that stuff. And it, it's helped her like stop being so anxious about things she, she can't control. And she's really trying to find like, so like even like, like I find this in cooking too. It's, I was like, whenever I was younger and in college, I'm like, why do people mow their lawn? Or like, why do people take care of themselves? And it's because it's important stuff to do. Like no one like wants to do it, but there's like purpose in doing those things as well, more than just the payoff. And I think that was kind of like, oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think another, like a big aha moment I had is that like so many things are on a spectrum and like, you don't have to think like white or black, left or right. There's so like, I feel you, I figured out like, I know it's so hard to like say you are something because labels can be scary and you don't want to be associated with every single thing a, a label has. And I learned at PLU that like you can really be anywhere on a spectrum and so many things are on a spectrum and we don't need people to be so 
clearly convicted in, in certain places and it's okay to kind of be in the middle and then like just controlling what you can control that's such a cliche but i i really love it it's like it's really anxious times and like we can spend a lot of our energy being anxious but i, I also believe in that letting like fear and anxiety win and really trying to like control smaller things so that the only not the only thing you're control so uh, how do i say that focusing on smaller things so anxiety isn't the only thing you're controlling mm -hmm. yeah i really hear in like a lot of what you said sam this idea of like um being an actor in your own life and sort of taking charge and um which is a lot about vocation so being called to something you both being called to these positions and like you what can you do to kind of help make that happen um i also um really appreciated what you said about that sort of spectrum piece of it, um, which again is another, you guys are like plants, a Lutheran higher education um, tenant, this idea of the both and, right? That it's not yes. either or, but it's both and, and it's it's messier and more complicated. I feel like that's what college can do for a lot of us is really complicates things, which is hard, but it also is more true. It's more, it's more the reality that we live in that life is messy and complicated. Um, yeah, thank you both. Um, my last question is that, again, Epiphany is really ultimately about how God comes to God's people. So I'm wondering for each of you, how is God showing up in your life these days? So one of my biggest like struggles right now is like having like a friend group or a community. And I really like, I felt weird about that. And then the more conversations I have with close people in my life they're reassuring me that like it's completely normal to feel this way right now and it's like you're doing what you're supposed to if you feel that way like if you have in-person friends right now and you're you're seeing five or six people every day like you're not doing what you're supposed to right. so right. I think so in a lot of ways I'm like oh man I don't have 22 year old friends I don't have the same like I don't have friends my age right now I don't have community and I realize like that that really isn't true. I, I do have community. It's like it's just I'm not seeking it out. So I've realized that God has given me an amazing community um, here at Prince of Peace with whether or not my age or close to my demographics. Like I love that they're so much different. Like my community is like teenagers and middle schoolers and 80 year olds and 60 year olds. It's like it's a community that like I wouldn't have handpicked, but it's the, I'm really glad I, I do have it. And another community that has really kind of like stuck out to me has been my family. So like, I haven't seen my family in person in a long time. And like, I don't know, my mom sets up these like holiday parties and it's almost like she's like the youth director of our family. And it's been cool to see her kind of like take on that role and know that like, oh, we have this virtual community too. And that my family is like my community too, even though it doesn't normally feel like that. It's like, I don't know. So whenever I say I don't have I don't have friends, I get on myself like that cannot be farther from the truth. And I want people listening to this to know that's true for you too. Like it's 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 a really hard time to like, I don't know. And like when you when you when you leave college, you don't you're not put in positions where you're seeing 40 people your age who believe in similar stuff. Like that's why like the university congregation that Krista mentioned earlier was so important to me in college because I was like, man, where else is this gonna happen in the world where we have like this unique worshiping community of like people who support each other and like so mm -hmm. and I've also gotten that through a lot of the service events that I've gotten to be part of in um, Phoenix uh, so I realized as, as we were serving 
I had like my roommates there and friends I met online and then my youth group kids. And I was like, oh, like I did build a community here as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like that was revealed to me. Yeah, I hear this sort of like God showing up in unexpected places and people um, that were there, but you didn't maybe quite notice it right away. Also, your mom sounds amazing that she's meditating four or five hours a day and she's a Zoom party planner. I love it. So thanks. Krista, how about for you? How is God showing up in your life these days? Yeah, um, in many ways, I think um, though a way that sticks out to me is through the kids I work with. Um, I really have only gotten to meet most of them on Zoom. Um, sometimes they will come by to pick up their craft kits that I make for them, and I, I do get to see them from a distance. But um, uh, hearing their prayer requests, we always pray at the end, or hearing what they've been thinking about that week or going through that week, um, that, that always, it shows me that even though things, sometimes things move really fast, um, I don't know, I'm talking about in my job, but also in like with the media and just with family stuff. And sometimes things go really slow, um, but God is still working um, in the lives of the people that are that are around me. So that's, that's where I see God. And I, I also see God um, that I'm able to um, still, like Sam said, it's hard. Um, we've both just moved from PLU and, um, we don't, I, I haven't made any new friends since I moved, which is a little bit sad, but it's what it's supposed to be right now. And being able to continue to have relationships, Sam and my friendship has grown uh, so much in the last few months and just getting random FaceTimes or messages from my other friends. I, I see God in them because I know that they know this is a hard time in my life even though I'm doing okay, but it's still a tricky time and that they, they can reach out to me. I always see God in that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you both so much. It's such a delight to see both of you. Um, I miss you around campus and just like being kind of more of a daily part of your life. So I'm thrilled to spend this time with you and thank you all for yeah being a part of today. And we invite those who are listening or watching to join us next time when we talk with a couple current PLU students. Mm -hmm.